0: Welcome. This is Dump on the Umb! Ostensibly a Baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going?
1: Uh, Hey, Joel. It's going pretty well. Um, I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take this week has to do with the brief hiatus. Uh, We missed an episode last week um, because I've been diagnosed with testicular cancer, um, which probably comes to a shock to all of you, our loyal listeners, Um, but my prognosis is very good. I've already had surgery uh, to remove the tumor um, and have to undergo some chemotherapy for further symptoms, but I think that uh, if Lance Armstrong can do it, then so can I. Um, and I actually found out today that Lance Armstrong's cancer was quite a bit more advanced than mine is, so um yeah, it definitely kind of nice to know. yeah. well, and also um,
0: Lance Armstrong was a fucking cheater So if you're not cheating, you're not right. I think
1: that's right. So what you're saying is I should probably just do a shitload of blood doping right now. Yes,
0: that's exactly. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that might take care of it altogether. yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. I've been, well, and here's the thing is I've been to a, a lot, to see a lot of doctors and nurses and RNs and hospital administrators and everybody, the line that they all give me is if you, if you had to pick a cancer, which you never want to do, but if you have to pick one, testicular cancer is the one that you want. Interesting. Um, yeah, because it's the most, of all of the cancers, it's the most treatable.
0: Sure. That makes sense. Yeah but i i did not know that as opposed to lung cancer yeah any,
1: any can anything, anything other than that, yeah. any other one there is no cancer that's more treatable than
0: is cancer. that because it's relatively isolated that like it's hard for it to spread
1: through the body well i don't think so cuz right. mine has spread right. and you know i only yeah it would like it seems to be extremely fast moving i think it's just really responsive what the doctors keep saying is that it doesn't matter what form it takes cuz it can go a lot of places mm-hmm. but um they have they have treatments for every sort of thing that 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 it every sort of form that it can take they have a treatment for interesting yeah right so it's like thank the patriarchy i guess so. <laughs> That's a good boy. <laughs> like we're gonna cure, we're only gonna cure one kind of cancer, ball cancer,
0: <laughs> ball cancer. <laughs>
1: uh, breast cancer, they can have their awareness month, and that's that's all we're gonna do for them.
0: We'll figure that out later. Yeah, obviously to uh, the listeners at home, I knew about this; otherwise, I would not be responding in such a craven and hopeless manner. Uh, <laughs> you might, you might have. I might have, anyway. True, true.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the one thing, Sam, that amazed me, um, just based on my history with like surgeries and and my family, you know, extended family who's had different kinds of cancer over the years, it strikes me that the technology, the medical science, has advanced a lot. You, yeah. Like, when did you had surgery less than a week ago?
1: Yeah, Wednesday.
0: Yeah, six days ago. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, that's amazing Um, to me.
1: Yeah. I know. Me too. And, you know, they gave me a bunch of really good drugs, and I didn't even take any of them because the pain was, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't in pain after the surgery, but it wasn't like, you know, I wanted to be freaking high on Oxycontin and just sit there like a zombie either, so.
0: Right. But the fact that they can do that, I think... I don't know. That seems really amazing to me.
1: No shit, man. And like I walked right out of the hospital. And the other thing that was crazy, I think I told you this, is that the surgery only lasted like probably 20 minutes. Okay. Um, Because I was like, um, you know, I, I went in and I was in the hospital for a long time. But I went in, um, they go, you go through the whole thing. Everyone asks you your name and your birthday. And they ask like, what side you're getting your surgery on? And they told me it's because if there's another Sam Sherman who is getting their, you know, um, in the hospital at the same time and they're getting their appendix removed or something, they may wake up. Like if they don't, everyone doesn't like triple, double, triple, quadruple check, Sam Sherman two, could wake up without a testicle, which would be, you know, not good for that guy or the hospital.
0: Or you, because you wake up with, you know, still testicular cancer and you don't have an appendix
1: or something. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And we know there is another Sam Sherman because he used to be the White Sox reporter for Sports Illustrated.
1: Right, exactly. That guy. (laughs) That that guy. Fuck that guy
0: fuck that guy the other thing is you know that there's only a rule about that because you know that's happened before right
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: yeah (laughs) um so yeah so that sucks fuck cancer i'm glad that you're doing as well as could be hoped for
1: i guess yeah so far i they you know they The first step like before they do anything the first step is to just take it out so they're running tests now i'm probably hear back about that tomorrow and then you know that'll kind of let us know how bad it is essentially um but you know uh the way that it looks because you know all the they've, they've done a bunch of blood work and you know they take just so much blood but um the way that it looks now is pretty, pretty good. So
0: that's good. Um, you were telling me off air about all the surgeons. So, like, I've had back surgeries in the past, and the right. surgeons all wear their headbands. Right. Uh, when they come in. And you said that, uh, well, you wouldn't talk about headbands. You were talking about their name tags were all matching to their colleges. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Do you think that's a, a, a hospital? protocol or what just a
1: tradition I kind of feel like it's probably I don't know it's it's just it kind of felt like you know you go to like a I don't know one of those restaurants like TGI Fridays and everyone's wearing like ridiculous buttons and they have like yeah. a little bit of flair you know
0: flare. yeah
1: office space yeah
0: flare. yeah
1: right exactly it, it feels like flair you know
0: yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Really. surgery like there's a lot to be said about like the surgery clicks, right? Because they're kind of like like I don't want to say frat boys, but a little bit like frat boys. Like they're all super tight and it's a very um, like chauvinistic industry. Where you've right. got like it's like top gun you know you've got to be the most bad badass balls to the wall surgeon that there is right for better and for
1: worse right exactly they, and the, and you know it's funny because you know the my main guy, the guy who did the surgery the my is a urologist and a surgeon, and he um is very brief and doesn't want to answer questions and just like I did a phone consult with him before the surgery and I uh you know I like he just didn't want to be on the phone at all clearly and then I went today I went and saw a different also a urologist um and did a bunch of tests to see you know how things are post surgery, but this guy uh, works in a different like branch of urology and he was just so friendly.
0: Oh good. Oh good. Yeah. So yeah, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, well, keep us updated about this. Anybody who is listening, you know, give us a shout out. I'm sure every everybody I know has had at least someone they know affected by cancer. Um, right so so yep fuck cancer um the other thing i wanted to say shout out to my dad's illustration on the wall behind you i keep oh yeah i keep looking i think we've talked about it before but i keep looking at it being like that looks familiar and then i'm like oh i get it
1: (laughs) yeah Joel's dad makes a calendar every year uh it's, it and illustrates it in each illustration. There's something to do with what happened in the previous year. And one year um, when I went to your sister's wedding and everyone was like, oh, you're in the calendar. Cause it's like a big thing, right? And your family's the calendar. It's like, oh, you made the calendar. You made the calendar. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> one year for my girl, my birthday, uh, my girlfriend called your dad and asked him for a copy of the photo of the illustration. he actually sent the original. So this is an original right yeah, here. Right,
0: yeah, 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 that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and it's, it's framed, it's, it's behind Sam's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's my Zoom background right
0: <laughs> now. It's a Zoom background, that's great. Um, shout out, hey, my name's Joel. Uh, I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Okay, you're going to hate this, Sam, but my hot take is actually about White Sox Twitter.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, because we've talked before, lots of folks have talked before about how Twitter is a echo chamber, right? All the most extreme opinions get bounced back and forth, and it drives everyone crazy. And I think that is somewhat accurate, but I would describe it like being at the ball and you go to the bathroom but the bathroom is like packed like there's like a hundred people in the bathroom and they're all doing cocaine and they're all shouting at you their loudest opinions that they possibly could have
1: right and, and that's what twitter is
0: that's what i think twitter is and then yeah. someone else locks the door behind you and you're stuck yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, but it's you in this scenario who's wa- locking the door behind yourself. <laughs> exactly. Well, like somebody's locking the door on Joel. It's Joel walks into the cocaine bathroom and locks the door. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Everyone's locked in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i give you all my Yohan Moncada opinions. <laughs> um, the reason I brought it up is that the White Sox they lost uh, six out of seven, and they got swept by the Toronto Blue Jays. And then they lost the first game to the Tampa Bay Rays. And all of White Sox Twitter was ready to burn everything down to the ground. Right. Everybody was freaking out. Fire Tony La Russa, Trade all the players.
1: Burn What's it- your record?
0: We're 25 and 27. Okay. Right? Like, yep. not great, but it's not a panic level of failure at this point. Right. We also just won two against Tampa Bay. And after I, only two games against Tampa Bay, everybody on White Sox Twitter was back to being, oh, Jake Berger is good. You know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is a cocaine conversation. Exactly. It's like, someone has, like, such a really strong, op- uh, like, opinion, and then someone else is like, oh, well, you know, I kind of think the opposite. And then the other person, then the person just switches like that. Immediately switches. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I totally agree. Yeah. I always have. That's exactly. is amazing. Exactly.
0: So that's we've going forward. We've got to keep that level head that you know, you're going to win 5 in a row, you're going to lose 5 in a row, or fall out of 5. Don't be the guy stuck in the cocaine bathroom at the ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing <laughs> White Sox are playing the Dodgers right now, it was 0-0 it was 0-0 zero, zero, um, a minute ago. It's still zero, 0 After we played the Dodgers, the White Sox have by far the easiest MLB schedule the rest of the year out. Really? Yeah. We've had I've, the fifth or sixth most difficult schedule up to this point in the season. Um Because we've already played the Yankees, we've already played the Red Sox, we've already played the Rays, we're playing the Dodgers right now. I don't know who I'm forgetting. So after this, it's really we're playing our division, which is Minnesota, Cleveland, we don't know if they're any good. Detroit, Kansas City, we're pretty sure that they're bad.
1: Isn't Detroit historically bad offensively?
0: I don't know. I haven't been following them that closely. Uh, they were one that I wanted, I thought was going to do better than expected. It's actually turned out to be Cleveland who has done better than expected. Except Cleveland's getting their asses kicked right now by the Texas Rangers. Um, the Tigers are... Mm, hold on. I'm going to try to do this quickly. Yes, you're right. The Tigers are last in Major League Baseball in slugging percentage, home runs, and runs. They are 29th in Major League Baseball in on-base percentage, and they are 28th in Major League Baseball in batting average. Hmm. So that, I don't know if that's historically bad, but that's pretty terrible. Their team batting average is 218 they only have 30 home runs, which is only eight more home runs than Aaron Judge.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, not to just immediately bring it to the Red Sox, but no, you should. the Red Sox, I found out, you know, the Red Sox have had a not great season. We just yesterday beat the Angels, the Sad Sack Angels, um, and... Yeah are now one game over 500 at 27 and 26 I think or 28 and 27. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time we've been over 500 since the first month of the season when I think we were like 8 and 7 or something like that. Um and so and you know it feels pretty good to get to 500. We're still way back in the AL East um but the Red Sox have definitely been playing pretty good ball but something that I did not realize is that the Red Sox. I don't know if this is uh, the Red Sox have scored the most runs in major in the American League. Um, I believe that. Uh, yeah, and I... they're and they're twelve games back of the Yankees, and that may have changed last night. Like the Red Sox and the Yankees have scored about the same amount of runs. Sure. So, and the Red Sox only scored one run yesterday. So, if the Yankees scored like five runs yesterday, they probably are now. Oh, in the I think league,
0: the Yankees but... had yesterday off. Oh.
1: Oh, they had yesterday.
0: They had, yeah, because they're starting their series with the Twins right now. Gotcha. Um,
1: So, yeah, the Red Sox are the highest scoring team in the American League and maybe the second highest scoring team in Major League Baseball, um, which is, you know, for a team that's only one game over 500, that kind of tells you where our pitching is at, although our starting pitching is pretty good. So it really is, like, how terrible our – bullpen has been
0: right and we've talked about this a couple of times like both of us agree, the Red Sox are going to get their shit together
1: well the Red Sox have an offense that can score some fucking runs Joel and it's been pretty fun to watch this past month (laughs) I mean I think that we scored 16 runs twice against you guys right and then like we've just had a lot of runs then we've had a lot of games where we score like In
0: between 10 and 18 runs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Baltimore, twice against the White Sox. Uh, There was, yeah, no, there was a stretch. The Red Sox scored 60 runs in six games, in a six-game span. But the other part of that is they only won three of those games. That was White Sox, Baltimore, and whoever you played right before us. Because you guys beat us two out of three, but you went, like, 16 runs, zero runs, 13 runs, or something crazy like
1: that. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, we've been cold, too. It's been hot and cold. We started the season really cold. Things have been heating up, but there's no consistency. So, like, we – I don't know who we played before you, but we swept them. Mm -hmm. And then – Oh, it was the Mariners.
0: It was We swept the
1: Mariners, and yeah. we took two out of three from you, but then yeah. we dropped three of five from – Baltimore. To Baltimore and split a two-game series with the Reds. And so, like, we were four and three on a – no, sorry, three and four in – seven games against the Orioles and the Reds, and that's bad.
0: Those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird that we have these five-game series and we forget that the fucking season was delayed because of the lockout.
1: So right. we- I think that one of those five games was a rain delay, a rainout okay. from earlier in the season already. Still. But I could be wrong. I don't know. But the Red Sox have been fun. And, you know, Raphael Devers is like just the most fun player to watch i think
0: yeah Um, he's gonna get mvp consideration you gotta hope that aaron judge cools off or gets hurt or something because that guy is gonna run away with the al mvp i don't
1: know man i think that (laughs) i don't think anybody takes it from otani as long as otani plays pretty well otani
0: well okay let's talk about the angels let me let's get to that so give me yeah okay Uh, Hey, I want to give a shout out to everyone who has been listening to this podcast. I know we haven't been, you know, fucking doing it very much, but appreciate folks who continue to listen. Follow us on your social media applications, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Shout out to our listeners. A lot of Canadians this week.
1: Bayfield,
0: Mm. Canada.
1: Do Canadians. Big Blue Jays fans, maybe? Maybe.
0: Yeah. Sacramento, California. Bend, Oregon. Chicago, Illinois. Mountain View, California. Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, Arcata, California. Franklin, Massachusetts. Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you so much. Please continue to do so. And I know, Sam, you know, we, I just finished doing a whole bit about how Twitter is bad. But we just got a thousand followers on Twitter. So, like, we
1: just cracked a thousand, or we just got one thousand all of a sudden. We we have like one we, thousand more. No, no, we just cracked
0: a thousand literally a thousand about 45 minutes ago. I was actually, what? yeah, I was actually wondering if it was going to happen or not. So, yeah, that ain't nothing to spit.
1: Right. You know what I'm, I mean? I just like, did we lose a lot of? Russian sex bot followers when the war broke out in Ukraine.
0: We did, yeah, we definitely lost a lot of Russian sex box follow, sex bot followers. Sex box is something different. That's that's from Um But I also think one thing I've been I've been tracking on followers. There's a lot of evangelical Christian bots out there also, and right, did Red Sox just score?
1: No, just. Uh, this- Really bad play by the outfielder and the Angels outfielder. <laughs> he lost the ball in the sun, and it dropped. It should have been an out. But
0: I think there's a weird subculture. I'm a little worried that we're getting sucked into like this evangelical Christian bot uh, culture on Twitter right now. So,
1: like you and me, our account. I mean, oh, okay, the account. Yeah, I said lean into it.
0: Oh, lean into it. Yeah, so you know
1: what the angels need? Jesus. (laughs) Start posting tweets like that, you know?
0: I'm going (laughs) to do that right now. That's a good one. (laughs) All right, well, let's talk about the angels. Um, So it, it ain't easy being Joe. Right, sure ain't. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim announced today that they had fired manager Joe Madden after the Angels lost their 12th consecutive game. The Angels have also lost 15 out of 18 of their last games, and they fell out of first place in the AL West. They used to be 24 and 14. They're now eight and a half games behind the Astros at 27 and 29. In an interview with Ken Rosenthal, which was literally minutes after he got fired. Joe Madden said that he was surprised by the decision and that he had believed at the time that the players were still 100% behind him. This news follows the firing of fellow Joe, Joe Girardi, from his position as manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. So the question for tonight is, will this change the disappointing trajectories of the two franchises, Or is it just front officers trying to blame, shift blame away from their own embarrassing incompetencies?
1: What do you think? Uh, I think it's probably a combination of, you know, I mean, I like (coughs) the manager is like kind of the, like shit all accountability all comes back to the manager, right? Like the person who's in the dugout and that's the way that it kind of is. So it like when things are going bad, head coach, the manager is the one who's going to get it, and I get that. But the way that baseball teams are run these days, like it's not just like the general managers all go to the winter meetings and smoke cigars and give each other hand jobs and then like just get drunk and swap players around. It's like the the front offices are more and more and more. Day to day involved in things like setting lineups, um, doing analysis on opposing teams, uh, and then you know the manager has to do what they can with that information. But the truth is, is that like I think that even ten years ago, the manager was would be so much more responsible personally for a slide like the Angels are having right now, or like the Phillies were having um and it's just nowadays it's so much more of a team uh and that team is not really headed by the manager it's headed by the general manager the president of baseball operations whoever the fuck they're calling it so i think that you know joe madden and joe girardi both of whom i don't like and you know kind of tried to not take pleasure in hearing that they had lost their jobs um both Both of them, I feel like, probably got a little bit of a raw deal.
0: You do. That's interesting because, I mean, what does a manager do anyway? And how much of this was symbolic of, you know, we need to, to, to show the public that we're doing some kind of a change.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, you know like I, you ever watch the movie money ball i assume yeah 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 we've talked about and,
0: it, definitely
1: right and the and the there's and then the book and the, there's like this budding of heads between billy bean and what's his name who was the manager of the a's um and billy bean's like you got to start hatterberg and the guy's like no i'm not going to start Haddeburg uh because that's crazy i have this other guy who's philip much better Hoffman. right yeah the manager of the a's philip seymour Hoffman really huge talent that guy was major loss yeah just a real renaissance man um anyway he and art how and it was uh it was the thing where it was like you know the general manager wasn't allowed to like you know it was the manager's job to like Set the lineup the way that he wanted, and the general manager didn't have a say in that. That you know, then Billy Bean like flipped his desk over and was all pissed off. Um, but the nowadays, like since the kind of shift to analytics in baseball, the front office, the people, you know, the nerds at the desks have so much more control over what's going on in the field. Um, defensive shifts, which we're going to talk about later. You know, the where who plays where and bats in what position in the batting order. It's like the manager becomes more of a kind of like projection of this front office team. And so, like, to say that, oh, Joe Madden, it's your fault that this Angels team can't win games is kind of bullshit. Um, because, you know, he's, I mean, unless he was not doing what the front office was telling him and doing the opposite, which I doubt um, because he's such an analytics guy. Same with Joe Girardi. I'm like, I don't see them going rogue. Um, you know, that's more of a Tony LaRusso move, but cool. I just don't see, I don't see it being, I, you know, I don't see it being a huge difference. Um whoever is the manager. I think the manager has a, a reduced role from where they might have and the firing of a manager is going to have less to do with the makeup of the ball club than, say, the firing of a general manager.
0: So you mentioned White Sox manager Tony La Russa, which lots of White Sox Twitter wants to get fired, which I would not support. But it makes me wonder because time and time again, whenever the White Sox are struggling or going through a tough situation. Granted, they never lost 12 straight games, so it might change if they did, but they lost six out of seven. All the big name players, Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson, come out publicly and say, we support Tony La Russa. He's a good manager, we want him in the clubhouse. Right, and And that's
1: great. Can you ever see Mike Trout saying that though?
0: That's Mike, that's what I'm wondering. Like, you got Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. If you're the manager, you, I'm sorry, you have to keep those two guys happy. And if right. you got fired, you did not get fired over the objection of Mike Trout. Right. Either he said nothing or he was like, yeah, this guy's got to go.
1: Right. I wonder how much sway Mike Kraut has, though. Really, because you know, it's like he's not LeBron James. He's like maybe he doesn't he is, want it, but right, I you know he is our LeBron James as far as like league ability, but he doesn't have that sort of sway. I don't
0: think. Uh, he yeah, he, he's not a superstar. And here's the thing that I want your opinion on. He went okay. over 11 with one walk in their three-game sweep at Philadelphia.
1: He went over 26.
0: He had an over 26 slot Philadelphia okay. is his hometown. He's a he's a North Joe, no South Jersey guy. Right. Like that should have been him showing off for the hometown fans. Right. And he, he went over So I think that's what got Joe. I think that I think Mike Trout going over twenty six and not standing up for Joe Madden for whatever reason would get Joe right. fired. Because that that's, that's got to be the manager's job at this point: keep your superstars happy, keep the positive clubhouse. Right. It out.
1: Yeah. Manage the personalities.
0: Manage the personalities. And by all reports, you have the goddamn easiest personalities to manage. Mr. Right. I just want to watch the Weather Channel, Mike Trout.
1: Right. Well, and it's hard to manage something that's not there. You know what I mean? I guess.
0: But bringing back to Tony La Russa, people are like, oh, how are you going to manage Fiery Tim Anderson and and superstar Playboy Yohan Moncada and right
1: international pop star Yohan Moncada
0: like how are you gonna do that that hasn't been a problem for him for all right. of his shortcomings which are many I'm not gonna I'm not a Larusa fan I'm just saying uh, right whereas it's like. Follow, uh, manage the blandest superstar in Major League Baseball, and the guy who makes everybody happy. I don't know. Everybody seems to love Shohei Otani.
1: You know, it's not to love. Yeah, exactly. Well, he hasn't been playing great either. I don't think he's, he's doing been great. a decent year. I think he started slow. I think he's come back on. He just hit a monster double in the game just now, and he got a hit yesterday, were only three in the game, I think he had two of them, mm. and he's got 11 home runs, which is, you know, maybe not on the pace he was on last year, but um it's not bad.
0: <laughs> White Sox just left him loaded again. Oh, dear. <sighs> That's something we've been really doing a lot. Shit. Ugh.
1: Mike Trav just did a home run. Yeah, because Joe Madden's not there anymore. You think it was a you think it was a hunger strike?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh oh, it's only the first inning? Second
1: inning? Yeah. First inning.
0: Um okay, what about Joe Girardi, who's now been Chased out of New York City, went to Philadelphia. The only place left for him to go to now is Baltimore.
1: Right. You think that's the natural progression?
0: Well, right. it's just down the road. <laughs> you just keep going further further south.
1: I no, I think that the next logical step is is Buffalo.
0: Triple A Buffalo?
1: Like no, the Bills.
0: Joe Girardi, coach of the Buffalo
1: Bills. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The, like, owner of the Bills watched Ted Lasso, and was like, oh, this is such a great idea. We this disgraced baseball coach.
0: <laughs> I don't really feel bad for Jojo Odie at all. He's not a good now, dude. The Phillies
1: are... Well, like- his whole thing is he just follows the analytics to a T. Um, and that's what got the Yankees fans turn made him them turn on him. Cause he's kind of spineless. He doesn't, you know, plays the averages every single time. Like I bet he goes to Vegas and plays blackjack. He's sure. not a craps man, you know. Sure. Or he's not a he's not a roulette man, you know.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Every once in a while you gotta be you gotta play roulette. Right. you uh, got bet ten thousand dollars on red sixty nine or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, exactly. That's because how it works.
0: that's how it works. yeah. Is Blackjack the highest pay payoff like highest returns?
1: I don't know uh, gambling. I like. think so. I think it's the the best odds, yeah, interesting.
0: I've never been to Las Vegas and I don't need or want to go to Las
1: Vegas. Really? Yeah. It's
0: not like on my to-do list. It's
1: like way. What if the A's move there though? That would be amazing. I don't know if
0: it would. I kind of don't like the idea of professional sports teams in Las Vegas. They just all move from Oakland to Vegas. Like, it sucks for Oakland. Right. Oakland would have lost all of its sports teams in like a three-year span.
1: Right. Well, it might happen. Um, it
0: might, happen. It might happen.
1: I don't want to go too far off track. So all, all I'll say about Joe Girardi is I also don't feel sorry for him. I don't follow the Phillies. Like, I, you know, I saw that headline and I was like, oh, you know, I don't. Yeah. I don't care about Joe Girardi. Like, the
0: Phillies have got like a $200 million roster. They've got Bryce. Right. They were supposed to be competitive in the NL East right now, and they're not. They suck.
1: Right. Um, but doesn't he uh, – aren't they all offense?
0: I don't know any of their pitchers.
1: Zach Wheeler.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The only one I know, and maybe Nola. Is that guy's
0: still play. Nola even still there, right? Yeah, I mean it's looking like the Mets are going to run away with that division, which is not going to happen. That's that's yeah. the second hot take. Everyone's like, oh, the Mets are going to run away with the NL East. Maybe they'll win the NL East. The Mets gonna met something's still yeah. gonna happen. The Braves are-
1: got to give.
0: Something's going to give. I think the Braves are going to get their shit together at some point. Uh, Yeah. I don't really think the Nats or the Phillies will, but the Braves will. So, yeah. So, who should be uh, more frustrated right now, Mike Trout or Bryce Harper?
1: I don't know. Bryce Harper's having a pretty good year, I think, although he's hurt. I think they've shifted him into a uh, DH role.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I'm just still, I, I, I'm i glad they fired Joe Madden. I'm still fucking furious at the LA Angels. How do you have multiple generational talents on your team and still manage, this is you three now, manage right. to fuck it up? Like they're not a well uh, managed the wrong team because that makes long term because that makes it sound like it falls on Joe Madden's shoulders solely. But like something's wrong with um, the front office in that town.
1: Yeah. Uh, My cousin is a really big Angels fan. Um, and what he says, and he's a huge, he's a, you know, SoCal guy, grew, grew up, um, you know, born and raised there. He lives in Southern California still, and he is so huge into the Angels. And what he says is that the ownership only will pay big money for bats. Sure. And they refuse to pay big money for pitching. Um and so they they just can't get it together.
0: Yeah. And Otani is also a bat.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, and he hasn't even been paid yet, I don't think. I have no idea. I mean, I think he makes pretty decent money. It's not like he's an American rookie. I think he gets good money, but he, you know. He's in line for a Mike Trout-esque contract. I think he's a free agent after this season or next season. Then
0: okay. Good. Somebody
1: somebody will pay him, but it might not be the Angels. That's all Angels. I'm saying.
0: That'd be interesting. Yeah. That would make me hate them even more. Yeah. 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 Fuck the
1: Angels. But you know, it might be the Angels. Who knows?
0: I, I but then they gotta build a winning team. Like why why is this a sub five hundred team again? They're never making the playoffs.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, you want to talk don't have any pitching.
0: Yeah.
1: You want to talk about the you- shift? Sure. You want me to take this one? Yeah, sure. Major League Baseball planning on banning the shift. According to a report from ESPN's Jesse Rogers, Major League Baseball is working towards a rule that would regulate the shift. Most likely requiring that both middle infielders remain on their side of second base until a pitch is thrown, and that this rule could be implemented as early as 2023. The new rule has been tested out in the minor leagues, with hitters in Double A seeing their batting averages by rise by eight points, and hitters in Triple A having theirs go up by three points. So the question is, how many, how much of a change do you see? in the league batting average for Major League Baseball when if they implement this rule?
0: I don't think it'll be that much, right? So we're thinking points, so 250 to 258 maximum. Right. Um, However, I don't think after reading this article, two things stuck out to me. One thing is it won't be evenly distributed. Certain guys will see their averages shoot up,
1: right? No, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, that, um, some people just pull, only pull. But the thing is, is that they right now they shift for everybody. Sure. Um,
0: but it it like what is it? Anthony Rizzo, right? Left-handed, um, not power. Well, he does hit for power, but. That's not like his thing, right?
1: I feel like it is.
0: He was one of the guys interviewed in this article. Joey Gallagher, right. Anthony Will, they just talked to the Yankees. Because it's ESPN,
1: and all ESPN fucking does is talk to the fucking... Right, they're like Stanford, Connecticut-based, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> mitch They talked to Mitch Moreland, Cole Cow. still playing? No. Uh, Cole Calhoun, Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo, Joey Votto. And the argument is that certain guys are going to do much better if you ban the shift, because they'll be able to, to pull it and get a ground hit. Right. Which I'm okay with. I'm just saying that it's not going to be an even distribution of benefit across players. Like I assume John Giancarlo Stanton is, not going to benefit greatly from it.
1: right. I feel like the it's the elite hitters will not really have seen much of a change in their batting averages.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be can you squeeze a single up the middle? Essentially, is what they want to be right. Which, like, fine. I don't care. I mean, I was reading some dumb tweets about this where it's like, well, everybody wants a participation trophy now. And I'm like, motherfucker, they change the rules all the time. Like, this is not an unprecedented rule change on behalf of Major League Baseball. Right. They're like, oh, just all these rich-ass baseball players are whining that they can't get hits anymore and forcing him to change the
1: rules that's not what it is no don't. you know i just like i don't really i don't love the shift i'm not like a big shift guy but i just really i don't trust rob manfred or his fucking goon squad to like change anything about baseball it's like everything that they've touched has turned to fucking garbage so i don't you know, I'm not loving the idea of them implementing any new rules. It doesn't make any sense to me. Sure.
0: So, do you think there's anything fundamental about you can line up your four infielders however you want?
1: No, I don't think it's a fundamental thing. Like, but I, you know, I'm I'm not. I'm, that's what I'm saying is I don't love the shift. And um, it, but at the same time, it's like, what is it? Does it really matter that much? I don't know. Like if if a few hitters are getting a few more hits, does that really benefit their team more than being able to shift? You know what I mean?
0: Sure, I don't know.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Question. You know that scene in Bull Durham? You know Bull Durham? Have you watched that recently?
1: Sure, not recently, but I've Wait, seen no, the movie a few like times.
0: End of the movie, and the Kevin Costner uh, character is drunk in the ball, and the. Tim Robbins' character is like, I just made the show. Let's go out and celebrate. Right. And then the Kevin Costner character gets drunk and starts starts a fight with him. Is... Right.
1: And then he, like, goes and bangs his girlfriend.
0: <clears throat> no, that's a different scene. That's at the beginning. Mm. But but the, they get into a fight, and he's like, do you know what the difference between 250 and 300 is? And he's like, it's two hits a week. Right. And I always, I love that line. You know, he goes through it. You can look it up. It's like, it's it's a dying quail. It's a ground baller with eyes. It's figuring out a way to get two extra hits a week. And that's the difference between being a 250 hitter and a 300 hitter.
1: Right. And he doesn't, I mean, people don't really give a shit about batting average anymore. And that's probably the reason.
0: Well, that was 1980. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Well, that was
1: like 1986. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, no, totally. Uh, Um, And the thing is, is like, as far as the shift goes, it's like, if the Red Sox will win more games because they have the shift, they can shift, then that's what I want. If they Win more games if there is no shift and they get a few more hits, then that's what I want. Like, I don't really care. You know, I just want the Red yeah. Sox to win games. And I don't trust Rob Manfred to like implement these rule changes at all.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it doesn't really matter. They're trying to make baseball more exciting.
1: And, you know, I don't know that they are. I think they're just fucking drunk with power.
0: You've said that before. You still think that.
1: I think that Rob Manfred just gets off on, like, pushing jocks around.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe. Hmm. Huh.
1: I feel like he's the Lex Luthor of baseball.
0: Definitely. He's not even the Lex Luthor. Who's a worst supervillain?
1: Mm.
0: Because, like... Like, Jeff Bezos is the Lex Luthor of baseball because he doesn't own baseball, but he really does.
1: Right. <laughs> but he doesn't own baseball, but he could. he
0: could. If he wanted to tomorrow, he could buy every
1: baseball team. All of the teams, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Just $10 billion apiece.
0: Easily. Like, the yeah. White Sox are worth, I looked this up, the White Sox are worth, like, One point eight billion, Cubs three billion. I think the Yankees are like seven to eight billion, and they're the most valuable MLB team.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're worth that much. I think they're worth like three and a half.
0: It's got to be more because the Cubs are worth that much.
1: Right. Yeah. Maybe four. Maybe four. I don't think there's a professional sports franchise that's worth more than $5 billion. I think that. Not
0: even a soccer team. One of those soccer teams has got to be worth that much.
1: You like in pounds?
0: No, in, <laughs> in, do- in euros. <laughs> in dollars. Uh, all right.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, 7.01 billion. Yankees, 7 billion? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I told you so. Okay, so Red Sox going to sweep the
1: Angels? I don't know. We're down two to one now, I guess.
0: <coughs> Who's next after the Angels? Seattle. Okay. In Seattle. In Seattle. We'll have the Thomas on for that. Yep. That podcast. White Sox, you know, we've ha- we got the Dodgers, and then things get real easy for us. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to Chain, uh, uh, gain some ground on the Minnesota twins after after this week and maybe we can win this game it's still 0-0 well the
1: uh, twins are playing the Yankees yeah right now so that's
0: good for us i <laughs> still don't want the Yankees to win though yeah oh hey the White oh. Sox scored hey good for nice. us nice nice guys good job look at that
1: what they get, a, what, what they, uh, how'd they score?
0: They didn't leave guys on base. Nice. Two out, two on, double the right. And then another double. Good job, you guys. That's been the thing. I swear to fucking God, the White Sox must lead the league and left on base. So right. They, you know, it's been absolute. which is related to the White Sox. They don't hit home runs, they just hit singles. So they get like three singles in a row and then ground into a double play.
1: The uh, the one run the Red Sox scored yesterday to win, you know, was a one-nothing game. And they a guy scored from first on a single in the first inning. Nice. He was like, um, he was just, he was stealing.
0: Was there, any, a, was there a throwing error?
1: No, no, no. He was just stealing on the pitch. Mm-hmm. So he was like almost to second base by the time the guy oh. hit the ball anyway. And it was like into the gap in between left and right, I guess. Or right and left. Uh, right, right and center, I mean. Right
0: and center, yeah. Yeah. You know, something
1: the Red Sox, like Devers, what Devers is doing, and, you know, it doesn't really matter with Devers because he just hits the ball so fucking hard. But I just watched this Bobby Dawbeck, He got a single on a, you know, and an RBI, 2-2 now. But, like, the Red Sox have all been hitting to the opposite field a lot. Um, And it looks like, it, like, really looked like Dawbeck was trying to do that just now um and that's like you know i was talking eli was in town this weekend and i was talking to him about how like why don't people just bunt all the time sure to beat the shift yeah it's like because that's the thing is like if major league baseball teams wanted the shift to go away they could do it you know they could just start bunting every single time and they couldn't shift right like every time you shift you just bunt into the shift And that's, like, your highest percentage hit, probably. Yeah. Yeah. What we came up with is that Major League Baseball players are fucking terrible at bunting, so.
0: Oh, I believe that. Yeah. The White Sox scored all these runs against David Price.
1: When? They're scoring now?
0: Just now, bottom of the six. Infield single, fly out, fly out. So man on first, two outs, right? Yep. Single, men on first and third. So David Price comes in with runners at the corners and two outs. Mm-hmm. He gives up a double, a double, intentional walk, and a single.
1: Four to nothing.
0: Four to nothing.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. Good for us. Sorry, David.
1: And your your boy must be, P- Copac it's pitching well, huh?
0: Yeah, um, I don't know if they took him out yet. He he already, last outing was the first time they had him go over, uh, yeah, he's out now. No runs, two hits. And they got Reynaldo Lopez in in the seventh. They're still, they're watching Kopeck's pitch count. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but sixth scoreless innings against the Dodgers ain't bad.
1: Could be worse.
0: Yeah, could could always be worse. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh, if you like what you listen to, follow us on all your social media applications, Twitter and Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify, Dump on the Ump. Uh. Poor Sam. My name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet am
1: leave you. And